السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ اگنورنس ڈزنٹ انڈرسٹینڈ وزڈم اینڈ بیفور وزڈم کمز ان ٹو اے بینگ دیر از اے لانگ اسٹیٹ ور دیٹ بینگ ہیز ٹو ہیو دا کیپیسٹی ٹو بی سائلنٹ and patient in order to allow the teaching to be absorbed so that there can be some understanding. And while this is going on, ignorance is constantly doubting. Ignorance is constantly pushing you away from the path. Because it argues with wisdom. It tells you that there is no sense to wisdom. It explains to you that the only things that are real are the things that you touch and feel and see and hear and smell. And the things that are unseen are make-believe. Why is this? Because... The body is elemental and made of the elements. The brain is elemental and made of the elements. And the intellect can only deal with the elements. And what people have before they have wisdom is intellect. And because... Man's intellect is so much greater than a worm's intellect, or a bull's intellect, or an elephant's intellect. Man has given enormous credit to the intellect for being able to accomplish things, for being able to know things, for being able to understand things. Man is very impressed by the intellectual accomplishments of the mind. Man is impressed by the computer. Man is impressed by the rocket ship. Man is impressed by the airplane. Man, as he looks through history, sees these things didn't exist, and now these things do exist. And what did them? The intellect. So, man pushes the superiority of the intellect and pushes the superiority of what can be seen and what can be accomplished in this world. Well, this body, this material body that's made out of earth, air, fire, water, and ether is a house with a limit. It's a house that has a certain amount of time And then it dissipates. There's a cooperation between the elements that stays together for a certain period of time. And then this cooperation begins to fall apart. And the elements which are naturally opposed to each other begin to fight again. As opposed to staying in cooperation to keep us alive.
if we give this house of the elements full credit for existence and say that this is who we are, then we are living in a temporary home, in a home that will disappear from us and will leave us stranded. But if we can see the temporary nature of this existence and of this house, then we can begin to build another house. We can build a house that isn't temporary, a house that doesn't fade away. The problem is that this temporary house is very strongly connected to the temporary world. And this temporary house is constantly reinvigorated as to its belief in itself by this temporary world. Look at all the things I can do in this world. Look at the houses I've built. Look at the children I have. Look at the many things that we've been able to form. Look at the wonderful governments we've been able to sustain. Look at the roads. Look at the cars. Look at all the glamours and glitters and hypnotisms that are in the world and all the things that help us be who we are. Look at my power. Look at my fame. Look at my ability. You'll notice that in all of these attitudes, there is the I, the me, the mine, the connection between ourselves and the earth and the elements and our control over the earth and the elements. And many people live their entire life in a attempt to control the elemental forces in order for them to be able to obtain what they want from the elemental forces. Uh, the desire within us is looking for gold and women and land or gold and men and land. <laughs> but that's what it's looking for. And it's looking for its satisfaction from these things. And the elemental forces, if you've ever seen them uh, in interaction, watch what a volcano does. It explodes. The arrogance of a volcano is overwhelming. The arrogance of a hurricane is overwhelming. The arrogance of a tornado is overwhelming. And man has this same arrogance. And so what does this arrogance do? It constantly creates conflict. I should be controlling that. I should have that. I should be in charge of this. I should be the one who takes this. I should be the one on top. Now, for some people, there comes a time when they learn that there is a great mistake in their life. The mistake is that they believe in the permanent nature 
of this world, which does not have a permanent nature. And they may be fortunate enough to run into someone who can teach them about what does have a permanent nature and what doesn't disappear. And if they can control their arrogance long enough to listen to the explanations about what doesn't disappear, there's a chance that they can begin to shift their home from this temporary world to the permanent home. And they can learn the nature of this permanent home, and they can learn what makes up this permanent home. Now, if we meet a wise man, a insan kamal, a perfected man, a nyana sheikh, a sheikh of true wisdom, we then begin to learn about the illusory nature of the world and the illusory nature of our existence in the world. And we begin to understand what it is that makes up the permanent world, the world of reality, or as one of Allah's names, Haq. What is Haq? What is reality? How do we find reality? And how do we move from this temporary world that is illusory to the permanent world that is haq, that is reality. And a sheikh teaches us that. And he teaches us in many different ways. One way that he teaches us is by his example. Just by his state of being. Many disciples it's been written that many disciples who became sheikhs themselves said, I came to see the sheikh to see how he puts on his shoes and how he takes off his shirt. Because he doesn't do it in the same way as everybody else. He doesn't do anything in the same way as everybody else. And it's in the discovery of how he does things that we begin to learn how we should do things. And it's in the discovery of why he does things that we learn why we should do things. In other words, we learn appropriate intention and appropriate motive. Most motive in this illusory world is self-motive. I do it because it benefits me. But the motive in Haq is different than that motive. When we sat with Bawa and we watched him, we saw some interesting things. I saw that what came into his left hand went out to his, through his right hand. I saw that he never held on to anything. I saw that his needs were different than my needs. I saw his desires were different than my desires. I saw that his attitudes were different than my attitudes. I saw that his love was compassionate and without condition. And I saw 
that he gave it freely and did not expect anything in return. So, what does that mean for us? It means, can we give love without looking for anything in return? Can we give love without condition? Can we give love for the sake of love? Can we dispense compassion for the sake of compassion? Can we be merciful for the sake of mercy? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the merciful and compassionate. So if you give mercy for the sake of mercy, you are giving mercy for the sake of Allah. If you give compassion for the sake of compassion, you are giving compassion for the sake of Allah. So there's a shift. Instead of doing things for the sake of ourselves, we begin to do things for the sake of Allah. And when you do things... For the sake of Allah, everything changes. Because you enter into the realm where things are no longer made of the elements. They're made of Allah's qualities, which have no physical substance, which or even physical subtle substance. They're beyond physicality. They are beyond the dimension that is elemental. They're beyond the dimension of physicality. They are into the dimension of reality. Love can't be weighed and it can't be measured, but it's incredibly powerful. And when love is given, it changes lives. Compassion is incredibly powerful. It can't be weighed and it can't be measured. But as it's given, it can have tremendous influence on people. What happens to a stray dog who's been beaten when he's put in a place where he's given love for an extended period of time? A dog that's afraid becomes a dog that enjoys its existence and can become a loyal servant to its master again. What happens to a child that's been beaten and been abused when it's put into a loving relationship for an extended period of time? It changes. What happens to 26-year-olds who've lived in the world their entire life and then all of a sudden they're thrown in front of a sheikh who says to them, My love you, my child. Everything will be okay. Just listen to what I say and try to do what I tell you to do and you'll see the world in a different way. You'll see the world as a different place. You'll have an understanding that's beyond the physicality. You'll have an understanding that is based in reality. You will create a new body for yourself. You will create a body that's not made out of the elements. You'll create a body that's made out of Allah's qualities. So instead of you being a body of earth, air, fire, and water, you'll be a body of compassion, a body of mercy, 
a body made up of the 99 qualities of Allah's names. You'll, be, you'll, you'll create a body that's made up of the unseen, which is not subject to the elemental forces of the world, and is not subject to the destruction that the elemental forces in the world are subject to, that exists on a different plane, in a different realm, in the realm that is God's realm, in the plane that is God's plane, made up of the forces and the understandings that are God's forces and Allah's forces and Allah's understandings. Now, to do this, we have to calm the mind because this mind has this incredible ability to take things that happen in the world and blow them up and become obsessive about them, become entangled within them and be held in place by them so that they can't move out of the elemental world. For instance, people with financial difficulties can worry so much about where they're going to get their next dollar, there's no time for Allah. And, by the way, who's going to provide the next dollar? Are we going to do it? Or is God going to do it? We need to go back to our experience to see where we have been stuck in the mind and how it was resolved. And we'll find that it wasn't resolved by ourselves. It was resolved by intervention. Intervention from where? Intervention from Allah. Yet, we thought we were going to resolve it. We need to be able to give up to allow that which truly resolves things to resolve them. We need to be able to surrender to allow that which does all of the creation in the universe to create our next step and our next date and our next time and our next solution. And how do we allow that to happen? By moving from the elemental world to the world of the qualities. And as we are in the world of the qualities, Allah sends the qualities through us. And as we give these qualities away, Allah sends more of these qualities through us. You can't hold on to love. You can only give love. You can't hold on to compassion. You can only give compassion. And as you give compassion, Allah gives you compassion. As you give love, Allah gives you love. But you see, most people don't understand this state. Because ignorance doesn't understand wisdom. And unless something resonates in you that says, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I know there's something else and there's no real peace in this world. Unless that happens, you're stuck. And there is no peace in the elemental world. Why? Because peace belongs to God. Salam 
is peace. Salam is the name of Allah. And unless we give up the world and take on Allah, peace is unavailable. You can't make peace out of something that doesn't have peace. And there is no peace in the elemental world. If you think you're going to make a cobra your lover, you're mistaken. All the cobra is going to give you is venom. Why? Because that's all it has. And all the world has is destruction. And if you, lo- if you love the world, then destruction is your path. If you love Allah, then mercy, compassion is your path. Reality is your path. The truth is your path. Kindness and tolerance and justice are your path. And we need to make this transition. The world will throw rocks at you. And some of the rock throwers call themselves Sufis. The world will always throw rocks at you. And labels don't mean anything. Archbishop doesn't mean anything. Imam doesn't mean anything. All that is real is what's inside the heart. All that is real is which world do you live in. Do you live in the elemental world or do you live in the world of Allah's qualities? That's where reality occurs. So either your reality is illusion or your reality is haq. And when we can begin to truly understand that and truly let go of illusion, then our life begins. Because all that's happening in the other place is our life is slowly ending. So we need to begin. And we need to start to live in the truth. May that begin to happen for each of us. May that path be made easy for us. May we see the truth in that path. And may we understand that there is no choice. That's all that there is to do. May we thirst for that path in the same way that we thirst for water when we haven't had a drink in a long time. And may Allah supply us that thirst quenching of his qualities. Amin, amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.